Welcome to this week's episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together, the podcast for entrepreneurs interested in fast growth and funding, powered by EHE Capital. So hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the EHE podcast. I'm very happy to be joined by one of my friends and colleagues today. And Guy's back with us as well. So we've got Guy and Alexa's with us. Hi, Alexa. Hi, Nairi. Hi, Guy. Good to be here. Hi, Guy. You okay? Hello, both. Yeah, all good. Thank you. Good. Uh, before we talk about what we're going to talk about today, Alexa, I just wondered if you would give a brief introduction to yourself and tell everybody a bit more about what, what you do, and then we can talk about Pragmatic CTO, which is what we're going to share with everyone today. Sure. So I'm Alexa, and I'm a techie at heart. I had a great opportunity in the last couple of years to work in a startup community and scale-up community in the Manchester and Northwest, where I've worked with a number of founders building in technology teams and products. And that's how I ended up being the pragmatic CTO in a number of companies. So, so I call myself a CTO, but I'm a tech at heart and um, football fan as well. So that's me in short. Bro, I think you are a CTO, right? You can't just say you call yourself a CTO. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, 100% you are a CTO <laughs> of many businesses, I think, as well, aren't you? And Guy, you're back for another another episode today, a, a good friend and colleagues of Alexa's also. So I know you've worked with Alexa a long time, haven't you? Yeah, I think probably, I'm going to guess Alexa, probably around about 2002, 2003, we worked together for six years, I would say, something like that. Yes, you're absolutely right. Yes, spot on. Yeah, and then you went to the big lights in, in London and worked on a, on a, a few big platforms actually over there and including one of the the open banking platforms for one of the, the the large banks you led that and and then actually i think it was a combination and, and tell me if i'm wrong combination of the you know i don't know people from the north and your affiliation with them and obviously uh, very importantly the the blue side of Manchester <laughs> from a football point of view it, you know it was too big a pull and you you, you came back in and joined us at the startup factory no, absolutely correct. We worked uh, together for a number of years, and, and kind of, and uh, in my youthful spirit, I did kind of go, go away and try a few other bits and, and work in London, especially in finance industry, industry in, in London. Being in the UK, trying to be in that kind of capital of finance uh, at the same time. But I think as we talked throughout the years, it, it it was all about waiting for the right opportunity to get back to kind of the north and working with with bit more exciting tech minded companies in a startup and scale up world rather than just big corporate behemoths. Bro, thank you. So I think it was last year we started talking about this concept of pragmatic CTO, didn't we? And had a very successful, almost too successful, if you can have too successful, as in it was a sellout event in March. So Obviously, that's what we're going to talk about today. But I just wondered, Alexa, if you would just share a bit more about what what is Pragmatic CTO and, and who's it for? What's it about? So I understand Pragmatic CTO is a community of techies, a tech enthusiast and team leads, heads of engineering and business leader in the north and the wider region as well, working on building organically that tech culture and ecosystem in our region hoping with a bit of a big plans to make it Silicon Valley of the of the north of, of the UK really. Uh, I think it all came from from my involvement in a number of startups and scale up as a CTO in my current role in the in the startup factory and realizing how much challenges do founders and CEOs have in both early stage and high growth companies to align technology with their commercial and growth plans 
but at the same time, looking at the tech employees and people working in tech and, and how they get engaged with the businesses they work with and what's their career progression and career path and how do they take more responsibility and help with the general retention and job satisfaction in the, in the tech space, lowering down the churn, if you want. Speaking to a few people I know in this kind of startup community in Manchester specifically, we realized there is definitely a need for us to get together and talk and maybe share that message a bit, maybe get technology a bit closer to, to non-tech founders and, and stakeholders, board members and the like, and help kind of build tech e ecosystem from that. And, and that's where the Pragmatic CTO really started. As you said, we had a re reasonably successful event relatively recently. I started just by blogging about it, raising maybe a few posts on LinkedIn or a, a Slack channel. But now with these events, I think there is definitely a lot of interest and hopefully we can, we can grow it, not only in Manchester, but North, maybe even whole UK and, and eventually worldwide. Why not? Yeah, brilliant. Thank you. And I can definitely vouch for, um, obviously I'm not a techie at all, but I, I've been with you on this journey as we've kind of grown this community, but was at the event as well. And I think it's not just techies that it benefits, is it? it there's a real benefit to founders during their kind of growth period around helping them identify where they want to grow their teams and, and kind of, de I think, demystifying some of the the language as well. And that's some, I think that goes back to that pragmatic approach and the CTO piece that you're so good at that, you know, it's just kind of demystifying everything and making it sound really simple and, and it benefits everybody. So we always laugh about, there was a, st a story about at the event, you said, you know, maybe we'll do these events twice a year. And then it was so good that we just had an influx of people saying, no, you need to do it more often. You need to do it more often. So we've got another one coming up soon, which we'll, we'll talk about, but it definitely feels like there is space for that group of, like you say, tech enthusiasts, entrepreneurs, tech leaders, and tech aspiring tech leaders to kind of have a space to, to talk about. And Guy, obviously you've got a big background in tech businesses and, and building tech businesses. How important do you think that type of community is for aspiring tech leaders and, and CTOs? I think two things. I mean, firstly, community is massively important in the tech world. People get so much from it. And, you know, we were always, uh, as a company, Kate, I'm talking about, we're always very active in that tech community. And I like to consider that we did more than our bit towards that community. So, you know, we would share our expertise. That's the bottom line. You know, tech community is all about opinions and sharing tech expertise and doing it in the right way in the in the spirit of giving, really. Because as much as you give, you get as much back, I believe. And, you know, we used to do, got to, I think we got to about 25 tech talks one year. So, you know, literally twice a month, somebody from the organization would be speaking uh, at a conference. And we used to support that. We used to pay for that, for the flights and for the, or the travel and the uh, accommodation and the food and everything else that went with it because it was great for the company, but it was great for the, and it great for the individual because it helped them grow. But it's also great for the community because, you know, we're, we're sharing opinions and we're sharing practical experiences. And that kind of comes back to the pragmatic side of things, which is my second point. You know, community is massively important and the sharing of ideas and being pragmatic from that point of view, tremendously important. But actually having pragmatic leaders within any company and let's face it if you are not a tech product company or you are not a tech leg company 
you're probably not going to be around in the next 10 years because technology is making everybody way more efficient and giving them uh, competitive advantage. If you're not making use of that, you're probably not going to be able to compete with people in your space and, and, and therefore not survive. So it's hugely important. So, but so is pragmatism uh, when you're a tech leader. You know, it's very hard to be a purist and deliver the technology that you really like yourself because, you know, you that's what you specialize in. But it might not be appropriate for that particular situation. And you've got to be pragmatic in terms of, you know, how you work and the processes that you adopt. So it actually fits in with the business as well. You know, the business will have certain demands and really the tech is there to support those demands and make the company very efficient. Or if you're a product company, then the tech is there to build the actual product and support the consumers. But you've got to take a pragmatic view on things to achieve that. And as you've kind of noted, Alexa is you know, totally pragmatic in everything he does. And you know, that's a real benefit to anyone he works with, particularly all the startup factory alumni I'm sure we'll testify to that. We will testify because they don't really let you go, do they, Alexa? Once we've built the MVP and, and they're off kind of generating revenue, I know they're always really keen to just hang on to you and keep you as, as part of that team, even though they're definitely not classed as startups anymore. Well, that is true. And, and I don't think that's because of me specifically. I think technology is, is a fairly sometimes misunderstood subject. It, it, it's sometimes this kind of mystic thing that just happens. And if you, if you get hold of someone you can, who can help you understand it and, and kind of engage it and make it work for you, you kind of want to get hold of that. But I think that is one of the reasons why, we, why, why I started the Pragmatic CTO, to, to, to help share that message educate, but also mentor people to get into that sort of mindset. Because I, I, I know there's, I mean, I work with a lot of smart people, uh, smarter than me massively, who, who would benefit from, from those sort of mentoring and, and working in those, those roles as well. Because as you said, Marie, I think there is a point where I can't really take on any more of these roles. So I think being able to scale that out is one of the perhaps more selfish reasons to have pragmatic CTO, to have more people to do what we all try to do as well. Obviously, you're really experienced with businesses that are going through investment rounds, might be their you know, second investment round, et cetera. And you've talked about being a technologist at, at heart, and I know how, how much you love kind of being hands-on with the tech. What are some of the main challenges for CTOs that are going through that, that investment cycle? And, and Guy, I suppose we, you speak to them, don't you, as part of your sort of due diligence process when we're looking at HE Capital and and where and who we might want to invest in. It's very different to kind of managing inter an internal tech team, isn't it? It's really important this, that either you're a tech product company or you're a tech-led company, because if you're not in the next 10 years, then, you know, you'll not be able to get, compete and you'll, you'll end up, you know, just disappearing really. So therefore, you know, years ago, and it still happens, right, in, in some companies where there's a real angst between the business and technology and, and as Alexa just said then, that technology is sometimes seen as this kind of voodoo magic stuff that the business kind of doesn't get it and therefore it doesn't put the effort into you know, the relationship and vice versa as well, by the way. You know, sometimes the techies say, well, you know, the business just doesn't get us and, you know, there's a real angst between them. And, you know, in that situation, it's just never going to work. The projects are going to fail. You've got to be pragmatic about all the decisions and all the strategies that you come up with and, and that's from both sides of the business and from the tech side 
and you know build this relationship and the communication channels and the processes that allow you to to work together kind of really effectively uh, and efficiently and the, the companies that that crack that are the the ones that are going to have successful projects where you know there is a genuine process and that's a really important thing you know at cake we put so much effort into building a process that allowed us to work effectively with our clients and ultimately deliver exactly what they needed. And they understood the process. We were very upfront about it. Our process was in the proposals that we sent out even before we'd won the business because we wanted to show people up front that we had a process and it was a really good one. It was all about communication and all about pragmatism. So successful companies have great relationships between the business, the tech team. Alexa? Yeah, I couldn't agree more with what the guys just said. They raised a couple of really, really important points. What I would add from my experience as well is for a CTO and, and technical person on that kind of, you know, talking to investors and the board level and stakeholders, the clarity and simplicity is key, making sure you can get that message across. So it's not about the most complicated things and explaining things in detail. It's about the big picture and getting everybody on board on that journey. You don't want the way you communicate tech just goes over everybody's head just so you can so show how smart you are because that's not the point. The point is really making sure that the technology is part of the business. The guy said it many times, it's supporting business. It is business in many cases, really. So those things need to be aligned. And what I've also found great success with is in that sort of educating the stakeholders, you know, CEOs and CFOs about technology so that, that we can all on one side of the table, talk about it in the kind of the same way. Having that that sort of understanding and, and seeing how, how technology is important and kind of embedded in the company has, has always generated good response from, from investors, stakeholders, uh, external board members and people like that. And maybe just one more thing that, that is quite important that, that a lot of investors and, and guy can probably tell me his opinion on that. Look at when you look at the company, especially the tech side, it's not just about the tech that you have. It's about the people and the teams you have and, and, and how you build them. So, so making sure that the, you, you have that team motivated, you know, in a good spirit, delivering what, what needs to be there. I think, I think it's easier to, to explain there, there will always be challenges. So nothing is ever perfect. Not all problems can be solved at, at the same time. So there has to be kind of priorities, one step at a time kind of approach. But if it is done in a way that you, you grow the team at the same time and have a good team culture, I think that that makes a huge difference to anyone external looking at the company, be it to invest or, or to, to guide it as a board member, for example. You know, Alexa mentioned culture there, and I just want to pull that one out as well. Culture is so incredibly important nowadays for all sorts of reasons from, you know, ultimately you want to keep your team members, whether they're part of the, you know, I don't know, marketing team, commercial team, HR team, or technical team. You want a culture in place in your business that supports people and and actually makes it so that the the, the money side of it isn't the first consideration when people join you. It's, you know, what they've heard about you, you know, whether that be the projects you work on, the companies that you work with, maybe the technologies you use point of view, and then maybe the wages and the salaries kind of comes into it because that's very important and you definitely don't want to be underpaying people. That's, you know, that's not what this is about at all. But, you know, the culture of the organization, the culture within the tech team, you know, investors do look at that kind of thing nowadays because tech is so important for the, the success of the business. 
And I've always felt that, you know, one of the philosophies we had at Kate was, and, and you know, I can see that in TSF as well in the startup factory, is that we want a small team of specialists, a small team of really good engineers that just like working, like each other, like working together, kind of drive the culture themselves to a certain point and continually stay up to date with the, the latest technologies and what's happening, have discussions around that, see whether there's better ways of doing things and whether we should switch from one particular technology to another one because it it justifies, you know, the, the effort that it requires in that switch. But, you know, the point being, being informed and continually evolving as a tech team, but also, therefore, as a business. And investors are aware of this now, and, you know, investors will pay particular attention to how the, you run the tech side of your business. Well, thank you. It's really interesting. And I mean, it's early days, isn't it? But it's certainly been really popular. And I know when we talk about it, definitely the entrepreneurs and, and founders that we talk to and the investors think it's it's really important. So I'm sure it will grow and grow. In terms of how people get involved, Alexa, we've got an event on the 16th of June. Yes, yep. yes. So this is our second Pragmatic CTO event on the 16th of June. We have some great speakers around team culture, but also some more tech topics about machine learning. We have a, a good panel around hiring, team retention, remote teams. So I think there will be a lot of good topics to join in on the 16th of June. That's a Thursday, 6 to 8 p.m. Yep. in Manchester Technology Center, yes. And it's the day I fly out on holiday. I'm gutted. Oh, well, we'll make sure you're here for the next one because I'm sure it won't be the uh, the last one that we do, will it? So we'll pop the Eventbrite link because we do need people to register for tickets for that event. So we'll pop the Eventbrite link into the podcast description. And Alexa, there's a Slack channel as well, isn't there? If people um, yes. either can't make it or live a bit bit further away from, from Manchester, anybody can get involved in that one? Yes, anybody could get involved in that one. There's, there's usually a good good discussion. You know, anyone has any question, challenge, we, we kind of all jump in on that, that Slack channel. So it's a good good way to keep in touch. That's pragmaticcto.slack.com. You can also email the pragmaticcto at pragmaticcto at the startupfactory.tech or find me on LinkedIn. And just as a kind of a side note that I, that I try to write about my personal experiences as a CTO and what Pragmatic CTO is all about on the www.pragmaticcto.com. CTO.com as well. Brilliant. So, lots of ways to get involved, isn't there? Poor guy. I was going to say, just take the opportunity, Alexa, the last two minutes just mm-hmm. to talk about the startup factory because it's intrinsically linked with that. So, might be an idea just to mention that quickly as well. Yes. So, so my core role is a CTO at the startupfactory.tech. Startup factory is the, the tech is a, a, a trusted tech partner, almost like an incubator for early stage startups and founders. We work with with founders who have great idea, but perhaps not that much tech experience and not a product yet in sight, help them shape up the idea, put a tech strategy around it. And also with our bright tech team internally, build the MVP of the product and launch it with them. This is something we've been doing for four or five years. We have some great successes and some of the companies we work with have been grown, you know, raise tens of millions, grows into 50 or, or 100 people, which, which has just been great to see. Uh, and they're all north of England based, but also we, we work across the UK and around the world as well. 
Brilliant. Thank you. We'll put all of the details that we've just talked about, Alexa's details, TSF, Startup Factory's details and Pragmatic CTO link in the Eventbrite link. We'll pop it all into the podcast description box as well for people to be able to access it really easily. So thanks both of you very much. Um, really interesting, Alexa. I can't wait to see how the next event goes in a couple of weeks. Guy, we'll try and make sure that the next one is, is when you're in the country because it will grow and grow, I'm sure. And any questions, please feel free to get in touch with myself or Guy and Alexa and we can point you in the right direction. Thank you both very much. I will see you both soon. Thank you. Thanks, Larry. Thank you for listening to this episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together. Visit the EHE Capital website, ehe.capital, for further insights and to join the EHE community.